Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Good morning and welcome. Welcome to the Vince Coakley Radio Program. How are you today? We have a lot of interesting things going on in our world from here in the city of Charlotte and beyond. We will discuss those things over the course of the next couple of hours. Also bring you any breaking news that may develop. And my hope is if it is breaking news indeed, it's good news because we all could use that as we edge closer to the weekend. I want to begin with something that we've touched on within the past couple of days. We have a lot going on in the discussion about what takes place with the ongoing war with Israel and Hamas. That is front and center stage. What is not getting a lot of attention, and understandably so. What's going on behind the scenes in conversations taking place with other nations in an effort to secure the release of hostages? I was just reflecting on this. The fact that it's been now five weeks since these folks were taken hostage. It's really quite sobering to think of what this experience must be like. Quite sobering. Just a few days ago, you heard part of a news conference with families appealing to see the release of their relatives very happy to report there may be some movement there just like I've said war is not pretty sometimes the peace sometimes resolution to things is not pretty there's a cost there is a cost and the question is, is it a cost that Israel can live with? The Independent is reporting it this way. Israel considering a deal with Hamas for a temporary Gaza ceasefire in exchange for the release of some hostages. Israel is considering a proposal that would see Hamas release a portion of the hostages the Palestinian militant group is holding in the Gaza Strip in exchange for a three to five day ceasefire in the war. Aid would also be permitted into Gaza during a cessation of hostilities. Under the proposed deal, Hamas would release an unknown number of women and children. The children will be prioritized as part of the first group for a potential hostage release aimed at ultimately bringing home Roughly 240 hostages taken October 7th. I just cannot just begin to imagine what this nightmare must be like for those children. Day after day, away from your parents, under the control of people, strangers. It's quite terrifying I'm sure I'm also imagining and I think some of you have probably done the same what it's going to be like when these folks are free the stories that we are going to hear about the events that took place on October 7th 
and their time in captivity. They will have some interesting stories for sure. As part of this proposal, an unspecified number of Palestinian women and children currently held in Israeli prisons could also be released. It remained unclear where those Palestinian prisoners would go if they were released. Given that the war in Gaza has displaced nearly 1.6 million Palestinians from their homes, according to figures from the United Nations. I mean, think about this. You know, it's great to be released. Where are you going to go if you are from one of these areas where military activity is taking place? A second official emphasized that only if there was a final deal, this particular long-standing Hamas demand for Palestinian prisoners to be released would be part of it. Unclear how many Palestinian prisoners could be involved. According to Israeli human rights group, there were 147 minors in Israeli custody as of June. Now, CBS also reported there was nearly a deal at the end of October for a hostage release. That ended up blowing up in the 11th hour. The politically charged negotiations have gone through various permutations in recent weeks, and they stalled significantly around the time Israel launched its invasion of Gaza. One constant has been prioritizing civilians about 50 of them in particular, over the Israeli military service members who are also being held hostage. And as you well know, it's not acceptable for them to hold any hostages, but you can understand prioritizing children, women. They are the ones who need to be released first. Recent weeks brought a flurry of activity, including CIA Director Bill Burns meeting the head of Israel's Mossad intelligence agency, along with top Qatari officials in Doha, followed by meetings of the region involving President Biden's top Mideast advisor, Brett McGurk. Also, Qatar, where Hamas has long had an international office, is mediating negotiations with the group. (laughs) This whole scene is kind of bizarre, isn't it, when you think about it? Here's this terrorist group, and they've got headquarters in Qatar. And I'm sure this is treated with the utmost respect, and the recognition is, it seems like it's the recognition you would give a state. It's crazy. And this is something that the folks in Qatar are going to have to re-examine when this is all over with. What is their relationship with this group? Among the hostages, 10 unaccounted for Americans, according to the State Department. In a disclosure meant to add pressure to the process, the White House revealed this weekend a three-year-old girl, a U.S. citizen, among those believed to be held in Gaza. Three I want to talk about trauma. Hmm. One complication in these final stages of the talks, the ability of Hamas to account for each of the hostages it is either believed to be holding or able to find Israel stipulating the accounting be part of the process. Other militant groups in Gaza may be holding some of the captives. Israel's demand for a full accounting of the hostages has been complicated by the fact the captives are spread out across the war zone. And they're being held by various groups. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan saying of the American hostages earlier this week, I cannot look you in the eye and tell you that they are still alive. And we really don't know that. We hope and pray that is the case. Love to get your thoughts on this process as we continue the Vince Coakley radio program. Still to come in the broadcast, we will talk about the latest deal to keep the government open. It's not permanent, but it's another temporary deal. 
Boy, these folks are so good at this. They've done it again and again and again. Back on the Vince Coakley radio program. You know, it's really interesting to me to watch a continuation in the nation's capital, the status quo. And I want to make it clear because I'm I'm a person who tries to be a man of my word. I'm going to give the current speaker. I wouldn't say a pass. But maybe a grace period to get things together over the next couple of months. We're coming up to the holiday season. And I know the way these folks operate, especially around the holiday season. What they're going to do, if they could, they would love to put together a Christmas tree filled with all kinds of spending for anything and everything, for some omnibus bill. Can I remind you again, the fiscal year started October 1st. This is November 16th. There is no budget. You know, I would love to see something. Let me just fantasize for a bit. Wouldn't it be cool if we had a convention of states? And one of the provision of the convention of states would stipulate if there is no real budget. Now, this is a situation where continuing resolutions, omnibus legislation would not be allowed. Not allowed. If there is no budget, and a budget that does not balance by a certain date, if it's not ready by the start of the fiscal year, those in office automatically surrender their seats, and there are new elections called. Wouldn't that be fun? Oh, I guarantee you. People would... <laughs> there would be heads rolling. This is the kind of thing... This is why I said to you, the state's going to have to take this back and demand change. Because these folks are not capable of change. They are incorrigible. They are at a place where they have been doing these tricks for as long as anybody can remember. And there's no end to it. No end to it at all. I recognize the reality that on, on some level they're going to have to fund the government. You know, I'm not one of these people who thinks it's the end of the world if the gov- government shuts down. But it's a reality. They're going to have to keep things running in some form. So we have a government shutdown averted. The deadline was tomorrow because that's when the other temporary spending bill (laughs) was to expire. Midnight tomorrow. The Senate has now sent this funding bill over to President Joe Biden for his signature. The Senate overwhelmingly passing this bill to avoid the government shutdown if Democrats help the deal pass the House. Now the bill goes to President Joe Biden's desk for his signature. Earlier, the House closed down until after Thanksgiving, with no votes until the 28th of November. After Speaker Mike Johnson failed to pass another spending bill following his enlisting the Democrats to get through the funding package. You're going to hear from this guy a little bit later on because I think he has some important things to say. Texas Representative Chip Roy saying going ahead with the spending bill without cuts and passing it under suspension of the rules with the help of members from across the aisle was strike one and two for Mr. Johnson. This guy is on thin ice already. Chip Roy goes on to say the Swamp won. The Speaker needs to know that. We'll go figure out what's next. 
But I can tell you Republican voters are tired of promises to fight. We want to actually see change. We'll see what happens. But our approach shouldn't be assumed when they're needed and then get rolled on a suspension. By the way, in total, 209 House Democrats joined in to help fund the government. 336 to 95, 93 Republicans voted against it. You know, this is another principle that used to exist within the Republican conference. And that principle was that the primary support for legislation needs to be in your own conference. You don't go onto the floor voting on legislation where you're depending on mostly Democrats to make it work. This is wrong on so many levels. So the Senate has passed this temporary spending bill to avert a government shutdown. Wonderful. More House Democrats than Republicans voted to keep the government open. And you know who said this. Well, it's nice to see us working together. Isn't that wonderful? We can't afford to shut the government down. Mitch McConnell, quite pleased by all of this. And we've also learned that a lot of those yes votes were not happy. <laughs> These were people not happy with their votes. Who's proud of this? Who's going to run back and say, look what I just voted on? Are you proud of me? Are you pleased as a citizen of this district? Did I do well for you? Laughable, isn't it? Much more as we continue the broadcast. And a little bit later on, you will hear from Chip Roy, who is not happy with this at all. I'm going to make another prediction. I know this is kind of risky. Let me just put it this way. Don't be surprised if you see another speaker installed before 2025. I'm just saying, don't be surprised. Much more as we continue the broadcast. I want to get your thoughts on this. And I'm really curious. What do you think about my idea to have one element of the Convention of States, one element of their package to restore sanity to government, put in a stipulation? No real budget that balances no job automatically you go home new elections do you think this will work whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits long live listening to your favorites learn more about Kaskali ribocyclob 200 milligrams at kisqali.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you Wow, that's pretty mellow. <laughs> Some good music here on the Vince Coakley Radio Program. Great job as usual, Bernie. <laughs> I'm very curious to get your thoughts. A little bit later on, I was so struck. I, I found myself listening to some comments from Chip Roy. And when I finally listened to the entirety of what he had to say, I was thinking, okay, I'm, I'm going to share a couple of clips from Chip Roy's speech on the House floor about the spending plan that has been adopted and is on the way to signature by the president. And as I was listening to it, I thought, you know what? I'm not even going to try to break this up. I think you'd enjoy listening to Chip Roy. I suspect you're going to agree with everything that he says he and so many people like him, they're fed up. We've been watching this dog and pony show. And the responsibility to fund the government, to... Especially if you're going out campaigning, 
And your campaign basically includes language about getting government spending under control. And at some point, you got to deliver something. And what we have are people who are delivering nothing. I can be very confident in listening to a man like Chip Roy. He has a 100% liberty score. 100%. Which means he's the kind of person you vote for to do certain things. He's going to go to Washington, D.C. and vote for those things. It's rare. You need to understand this is rare. I'd be very curious to know. In fact, I should reach out to my friends over at Conservative Review and find out how many actually have a 100% liberty score. I'm going to guess it probably is not more than 10. So one of the big questions that has to be raised here At what point do we just stop playing the game and letting these politicians know we don't believe any of this stuff anymore? Don't call me anymore asking for campaign money if you're going to keep doing the same thing. It's really very simple. I started off yesterday's broadcast talking about the big demonstration in Washington, D.C., in sharp contrast to the peaceful demonstration there, have you seen some of the crazy chaos that's been going on? In fact, we had a crazy one yesterday in the nation's capital. Breitbart reports pro-Palestinian protesters clash with police outside the DNC arrest made. NBC Washington, U.S. Capitol Police said they were making arrests at a pro-Palestinian protest on Wednesday night in southeast D.C. U.S. Capitol Police said they were making arrests. Protesters gathered outside of the headquarters of the Democratic National Committee just south of the Capitol before authorities said several dozen demonstrators got into a shoving match with officers. Police then used pepper spray and pushed back on protesters to move them a block away from the building. Members of the DNC were evacuated. People have also been asked to avoid the area. Police said in a post on X, right now officers are working to keep back approximately 150 people who are illegally and violently protesting in the area of Canal Street and Ivy. Remains unclear as to what sparked the violence and if they were protesting a particular event at the DNC. Representative Brad Sherman, he posted this, was just evacuated from the DNC after pro-terrorist, anti-Israel protesters grew violent, pepper spraying police officers attempting to break into the building. Thankful to the police officers who stopped them and for helping me and my colleagues get out safely. I love this man's clarity. He's a Democrat. Notice how he said this? Pro-terrorist, anti-Israel. There are Democrats who get it. Apparently, these pro-Hamas demonstrators want Republicans to prevail in the next congressional election, he said. And this video has gone viral all over social media. (laughs) One person posting a little different from the pro-Israel march from earlier this week. You think? Journalist Dave Weigel later said protesters only blocked the building interest, but did not try to storm the building. Well, that's comforting. (laughs) Isn't this crazy? Dangerous times, folks. And again, I remind you, I really appreciate clarity. And this is another reminder, folks, on things that really matter. The level of consensus is greater than we can imagine. Like this issue. This is a Democrat who gets it. And I think a lot of Americans are on the same page here. Still to come in the broadcast, and as I mentioned, coming up in the next hour, 
we will share with you a really powerful message from Chip Roy. I think you will find yourself cheering what he has to say. If only somebody like this guy could be Speaker of the House. And not just have that position as Speaker, but have a majority of the Congress of the conference filled with people like him as opposed to the worthless Republicans that occupy the conference now. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. But I digress. You know, on this broadcast, we uh, do all kinds of things. You know, it relates to the news, also inspiration, encouragement. You're going to get some of that in the next hour. You know, I think one of the most important things, uh, one of the most important qualities for leaders, you know, you heard... Uh, a conversation with my good friend Bob Prater. By the way, would you pray for Bob today? He's undergoing surgery, an important surgery. So uh, that will be happening today. But his words the other day about empathy are so important. And what many of us need, we need, and I know it's kind of silly to say this in one sense, that... We need empathy from these people who claim to represent us. In other words, they need to really understand and appreciate what we're going through. Because if they really did, they would change their behavior. See, that's the problem. The problem is there's a disconnect. The easiest way to have empathy is to be among your people to live among your people, and to live like your people. But as you know, many of the people in the nation's capital, they are, and and again, this is not me just picking on rich people. I'm not turning into a Democrat here. But many of these people are millionaires. They have no understanding whatsoever about concerns about keeping it together about a life of potentially going from paycheck to paycheck. They don't get that. If they did, would they be carrying out the policies that they are carrying out? Of course not. So coming up next hour, I want to give you a heads up. You're going to hear from Chip Roy. I thought it was a good idea to just let you hear Just turn him loose. Let you hear what Chip Roy had to say, most of his comments on the House floor. I I think you're going to be saying amen, 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 and amen. So that's coming up in a few minutes. Also, we have a double feature for Therapeutic Thursday, a couple of items from Steve Crosby. I'm going to make a prediction, and this is entirely up to you as to whether you fulfill it, that I believe that... If you follow this, some of you, if you follow some of the counsel coming up in the next hour, there will be no reason for you to go to therapy. Don't get me wrong. I think there may be a place for therapy in some cases. But I think a lot of what is going on, a lot of the answers people are seeking, the help people are seeking, they're not getting it. Because the issue is spiritual. It's not found in the bankrupt philosophical and ideological systems that so many people have gravitated to. So, any case, thought I would put that out there. So coming up, Chip Roy, and also 
Therapeutic Thursday. You know, it's not very common to actually hear truth coming from bureaucrats, from people who would be characterized as parts of big government, the elitists. Breitbart has an interesting story about the Green Agenda. You know, ostensibly, the people promoting this will tell you this is all about protecting the planet, and as a result of following these policies, supposedly, this is supposed to help the least of us, the poor. Because, you know, don't we hear all the time that the people who pay the price for global warming, for climate change, are the poor? Well, get a load of this. Breitbart story, green agenda driving inflation and hurting economic growth. Who's making this admission? A central banker. (laughs) That is quite a surprise. Leftist green agenda policies are driving up inflation, raising the cost of consumer goods, and depressing economic production. This is from a top policy advisor to the Bank of England. Wow. Net zero agenda items pushed by the so-called Conservative Party in the UK. Did you hear what I just said? Net zero agenda items pushed by the so-called Conservative Party. They need to just hang it up. They do. Just go ahead and merge with the Labour Party. Just like in this country. There are a lot of dem- lot of Republicans. They may as well just, the party may as well just merge with the Democrat Party. Because we have what amounts to uniparty. I think it was Nigel Farage who used that phrase. Nonetheless, these policies, taxes, carbon, these taxes on carbon and emissions trading schemes are increasing inflation and worsening the wallet crunch for Britons as companies pass along the costs onto average consumers. What a surprise! Catherine Mann, a member of the Bank of England's Monetary Policy Committee, has acknowledged this. See, when you see big corporations put these policies in place, oh, we're great corporate citizens. You know what they're doing? They're getting that money from you. In comments reported by The Telegraph, an address delivered at Oxford University, Mann said economists have concluded green carbon taxes, public investments, and subsidies are all inflationary. What a surprise. Evidence has suggested upward pressure on inflation, downward effects on output. Explaining the net zero levies on businesses are then passed on fully or in part to consumers, which prompts the behavioral change needed to reduce emissions. However, the advisor to the Bank of England defended the financial institution's role in pushing the green agenda forward, arguing it's necessary to prevent the disputed potentially larger negative impacts on the economy by allegedly man-made climate change. Not only is it within my remit to respond to the macroeconomic effects of climate change, but in my view, my remit requires me to do so. So in other words, even though I'm basically telling you to bend over and take it, it's all for a good cause. Why did I know it was going to go there? She adds, when climate change has macroeconomic effects, whether physical impacts from extreme weather events and higher average temperatures or transition effects associated with transforming to a net zero economy, including explicit implications for inflation, it becomes a concern for monetary policymakers directly within a price stability mandate. In other words, in all this gibberish, we'll just have to deal with it. That's ultimately what she's saying. But she's acknowledged. The cost is going on to you. So whenever you hear all of this wonderful talk about what good corporate citizens, company A, B, and C are, just remember, they are taking your money, and they're also facilitating inflation, which is taking more of your money. And it's all for the cause of saving the planet. Don't you feel so much better now? Still ahead, you're going to hear Chip Roy and 
a couple of items for Therapeutic Thursday on the Vince Coakley Radio Program as we head to the top of the hour and news. Stay with us. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Hour number two of the Vince Coakley radio program on this Thursday. I have given you a preview of this a few minutes ago. As you know, we now have legislation to keep the government funded for a couple of months here. Not everybody is happy about this. In fact, over 90 Republicans voted against it in the House. Among those, Chip Roy, who had some very strong words not just about where things stand in regard to our finances, but this country in general. Here is Chip Roy. The republic is in trouble. This country is in trouble. And the time for excuses is over. No more excuses. No more excuses from my colleagues on the other side of the aisle. But most importantly of all, no more excuses from my colleagues on this side of the aisle. We have had a tumultuous year of sorts, but in the eyes of the American people, they've been watching from afar, wondering when this body, the People's House, will stand up in defense of the people who send us here. When are we going to do what we said we would do? When are we going to stand athwart and stop the reckless spending that is bankrupting a country that can no longer issue debt without having Moody's downgrade our rating, without having a treasury auction that is a borderline failure? just last week because the people around the world no longer believe in American debt. Because we are now spending so much money and we have so much debt, we have more debt than we've ever had in the history of mankind. We have more debt than we had at the end of World War II after we exercised wars in two theaters to free this world of tyranny. And if we have to exercise our defense against foreign enemies today, and we have to ratchet up more spending to defend not just our country, but to defend the very freedoms under which we operate. We don't have the resources to do it. We don't have the supply chains to do it. Because we're sitting around here, twiddling, talking about setting up offices of equity. That's what we're doing. And my colleagues on this side of the aisle utterly refuse to actually do what they say they do when they're going to go campaign against critical race theory and diversity, equity, and inclusion, and campaign against Mayorkas, and campaign against open borders. And what do they do? They come into this chamber and they vote down amendment after amendment after amendment to cut spending and to stop funding the very bureaucrats that are undermining the freedom of this country. We have an administration that is at war with the people of the United States. Nothing less. The current administration is undermining the prosperity of the American people, and they're doing it on a daily basis. The current administration, the Biden administration, is undermining our ability to defend ourselves under the Second Amendment, undermining our ability to carry out our free speech rights and our First Amendment rights, undermining our ability to live free from crime and free from the danger of dangerous cartels and dangerous gangs flooding across the southern border of the United States. Every single day, another Texan dies from fentanyl poisoning. Every single day, another Texan dies like last week, two Texans, two Hispanic Texans who died tragically in a car accident when you had an illegal immigrant moving people across our border into Texas. And you had somebody who was human smuggling who was speeding and killed these two American citizens. When is this going to stop? When are my Republican colleagues going to put up or shut up? We have bills voting down by impeaching Alejandro Mayorkas. They go down. We have bills trying to cut spending and we have games being played by appropriators right here. Sitting in the Rules Committee night before last, I had appropriators looking at me and talking about the side deals that were cut to keep spending money, to set up funds in slush funds. 
That's the way this town operates. Slush funds, backroom deals, continuing to spend money we don't have. I am sick and tired of it. I didn't come here for second place. I didn't come here for more excuses. I didn't come here to have the Speaker of the House assume the position and in 17 days pass a continuing resolution off the floor of this House through suspension of the rules. $400 billion, including an extension of the Farm Bill that doesn't do anything about the Chinese Communist Party ownership of our lands, doesn't do anything to protect small ag and to protect small ranchers from big ag and all of the big corporate adventures getting rich based on the policies from this body. When is it going to be enough? Is $34 trillion of debt not enough? $2 trillion deficits not enough? Another American dying from fentanyl or from cartels? Terrorists coming across our southern border, not enough? Our babies being put in ovens in Israel, not enough? We have the Senate yesterday who chose expansion of the Internal Revenue Service over standing with Israel. And what are my Republican colleagues doing? They are all too happy to have this vote go down today and get on their airplanes and go home for Turkey at Thanksgiving. Why aren't we putting another bill on the floor of the House right now and sending it over to the Senate to shove it down their throats, to say that we, Republicans, stand for cutting spending? We, Republicans, stand for standing with Israel. We, Republicans, stand for securing the border of the United States. No, 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 let's just go back and go raise some money so we can do more fundraisers, so we can then try to get elected, so we can come back here and offer more excuses for why we don't get the job done. You know what the excuse will be next year? Oh, well, we won the House and we won the Senate, if we could even do that, but we don't have 60 in the Senate, Chip. We can't do what you want to do because we don't have 60 votes in the Senate. I've heard nothing but excuses for the 20 years that I've either been a staffer in this town, back in Texas watching it closely, or now back as a member. Nothing but excuses. Nothing but empty promises. And the time for those excuses is over. Today we took down a rule, yes, because it was a closed rule. We had a closed rule, which means you can't amend it. The Rules Committee put forward a bill for Iran to go, quote, freeze the $6 billion sitting in Qatar through a closed rule. We were not allowed to amend it. Such is the way things operate in the people's house if we don't police it every single day. We changed things in January. We've been opening the place up, but that was a reversion right back to the mean. You can't amend it, little boy. You're just a backbencher. You know what? Yes, we will. We will force amendments because we had a better approach than a simple freezing of the $6 billion. You know what we wanted to do? We wanted to tell Iran, no more. We're going to force the administration to stop issuing waivers to sanctions against Iran so we can stop the enrichment of Iran at the expense of Israel and at the expense of our own national security. Pretty powerful stuff, huh? Does anybody disagree with Chip Roy? I think he captures the heart and soul of where genuine conservative Republican voters are. And I would dare say, even people outside of that tent, just people who recognize we've got to do something drastic if we intend for this republic to be viable over any period of time. Love to get your thoughts. 704-570-1110. Wow, that's powerful stuff. Still to come, we have Therapeutic Thursday, a couple of really good items from Dr. Steve Crosby. And I'm telling you, I'm serious. One of these items, Steve, not just me, Steve says, will avoid you all, prevent you from having to go through all kinds of therapy. <laughs> just follow some very simple things that are asked of us that much more as we continue the broadcast also we'll deal with a couple of cultural items one of them relates to a hit song the other the clashing of two worlds and a death as the result
On the Vince Coakley radio program, 20 minutes after 11 o'clock. If you'd like to join the conversation, phone number 704-570-1110. Also connect with Vince Coakley, C-O-A-K-L-E-Y on X. Also the Vince Coakley page on Facebook. Look for the profile with me behind the microphone. Very patiently waiting on the phones, we have Eddie from Charlotte. Good morning, Eddie, and welcome. Hello, Eddie. I think we have lost him. Is this part of our ongoing phone issue, uh, Mr. Producer? Yes, we have some periodic issues with this situation, hopefully to be resolved very, very soon. So we go to, I started to say, uh, another phrase, because you know I love alliteration. What I need to say is Therapeutic Thursday. I'm going to share a couple of items here that are both from Dr. Steve Crosby. Really inspirational items. This one is on social justice. There's a social element to the gospel. Before I go into this, this is another example of how important words are. Words, 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 they are important. How we use them. They have meanings. And unfortunately, what we've observed really over a period of decades is the bastardization of language. People think you can just throw words on anything and there's no consequence. But so many times you you just can't do some of the things with words that people try to do with words. One of my favorite things is, you know, I, I, years ago. I think it was a friend of mine at Berea College in Kentucky who mentioned, you know, they hated how people used Christian as a modifier. I think if you just throw Christian on it, it, it makes everything okay. You know, as an example of this, <laughs> I remember, uh, I think it was Jimmy Swaggart, ironically, who... No, it wasn't Jimmy Swagger who did this. There was another minister who had a TV program. And he had, every week he had a segment where he had articles of stuff that was just really ridiculous and stupid. And he'd take the article, he'd share a little bit of the article, at the end of it he'd throw it in the trash. The idea is that it's so ridiculous, it's trash. And I think he gave one example one time of a Christian stripper. I mean, again, this <laughs> serious. This is the kind of thing we do with language, and we think, oh, okay, it's you know makes everything okay. Therapeutic Thursday, social justice. There is a social element to the gospel. There's a justice element to the gospel. The problem is when people who self-identify under that label use the beliefs, thinking philosophies, value systems, and methods of the justice systems grounded and sustained by the power of the fallen principalities of this world. A-A-A-A-Men. They will not only never see the justice they long for, but they're actually part of the problem, not the solution. They will simply become an opposite or reverse mirror image of the very thing they are warring against. Remember I've talked about this plenty of times? A lot of these people who, oh, let's give peace a chance. They're some of the most angry and violent people you could possibly meet. They have some of the ugliest attitudes. Replacing an old scapegoat with a new scapegoat does not work the justice of the gospel of Christ. It perpetuates the never-ending cycle of accusative and acquisitive retributive violence. Everyone's actions are justified in their own eyes as righteous. Yes, yes, yes. And there's such a whiff of self-righteousness from so many of these people. I'm not saying... I'm not attacking anybody's sincerity here. But again, you can, you know, you want to subscribe to social gospel, go for it. And social justice, go for it. 
But most of the time, if you get your value system from this world, you will go wrong. You'll absolutely go wrong. This is why with the ongoing racial discussions we're having, this is why this stuff is going south. Because it's not about cleansing our hearts. <laughs> it's not about being purged of our faults. It's ultimately what's happening is we're just playing semantic, semantical games. And the sad thing is we're fooling ourselves. Nobody else. Okay, I promise you one last thing that could actually be life-changing for you. Steve says this, now abide these three. This from scripture, of course. Faith, trusting the apostolic message from the past. Hope, trusting the apostolic message for the future. And love, trusting and living the apostolic message in the present. There is a truckload of mental, emotional, and spiritual well-being and healing in these deep simplicities. Alas, many an hour of my life spent doing Christian counseling with believers and their problems boils down to nothing more than a refusal to believe it and live it. Their circumstance is always the exception to why it doesn't work and why it's an unreasonable expectation for them. Sadly, one often has to say through tears, Okay, have it your way. I mean, we wouldn't be talking if your way was so great. How's that working out for you? Have fun with your buddy and pal, self-directed misery. Ooh, ouch. That hurts. You ever meet people like this? Or are you one of those people? You're just on a treadmill recycling repeating the same toxic pattern of life discouragement despair get on the train of faith hope and love it's a relational reality experience it's not it is not just having information about it, it's living it. Experiencing the reality. Hope this is helpful for you. And inspiring, as it is to me. Still to come in the broadcast, an amazing thing going on in the charts. As in music charts, we will talk about this. And uh, we'll go deep again to talk about a really sad event that occurred it's kind of ironic i think it goes to the very issues that i'm just wrapping up speaking about in trend in therapeutic thursday whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits long live listening to your favorites learn more about cascali ribocyclob 200 milligrams at kisqali.com and talk to your doctor to see if cascali is right for you Back on the Vince Coakley radio program, 36 minutes after 11 o'clock. It's got to call. Let's try our phone line again. Jackie, are you there? Is Jackie there? Going once, going twice. And this is a bust. By the way, uh, Bernie, is it time to perhaps resurrect our campaign that was going on for some weeks? I'm, that's what I'm wondering about here. Oh, yes. Okay. Oh, boy. Okay. We'll have to figure this out. Uh, unfortunately, some ongoing phone issues we hope to resolve very soon. I um, thought it would be fun to talk a little about music. You know, I'm a person who, um, as you know, I've been in the broadcasting business since age 16. You don't need to know how many years right now. Because I don't want to be thought of as old, which I am. Uh, <laughs> I always have had fun with charts and things of this nature. 
You know, one of the fun things every week about working at a radio station in the music world is the arrival of the Billboard chart, radio and records chart, which no longer exists, and seeing how your favorite song is doing, or just seeing songs in general. Well, coming up, we're going to talk about something really interesting going on that is historic. This really is historic. And Bernie informs me we now have Jackie back on the line. Jackie, uh, welcome to the broadcast. <laughs> this is Prank Vince Day. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Abs. Uh, thanks a lot. Scott writes in and says, you're the oldest 75-year-old I've ever met. Thank you. Absolutely appreciate that. Uh, by the way, I need to respond to Chris, who sent a message to me earlier. Uh, he was very curious about something I said. You can't just throw that out there, Vince, and leave us hanging. What is a Christian stripper? <laughs> That's funny. Like, I have to explain that. If you need an explanation, um, just look up stripper. And... Uh, as an occupation and uh, <laughs> that will help you understand you know what it is just trying to pick on me do we, do we indeed have Jackie this time around yeah man we do I'm sorry I some I'm, I'm up in Lincolnton so that maybe have something to do with it maybe okay. so hey good good hey I heard the uh, uh, who was the gentleman the the congressman you had chip Roy Chip Roy, I was going to tell you, Vince, that he's got you drinking the Kool-Aid, man. That was a that was like a, a preacher giving a sermon. And the, the problem with that is that most Republicans uh, and who call themselves conservative don't feel that way, and that's why nobody else is getting on the uh, uh, on the on the House floor and making those type of speeches. It all sounds good in theory, but when the push comes to shove, very few others are going to be willing to get up there and uh, and make that kind of speech. You know, we talk about leadership. You know, Chip Roy, I mean, he, he probably considers him, himself a leader, but he's probably one of those congressmen, Vince, who probably couldn't get 10 people to follow him down the hallway. Well, you know? see, the, the problem is, here's the, let me, I'm glad you brought this up, Jackie. This is really... Uh, you've made it you've made an interesting point here and the reason he can't get people to follow him is because the other people there are not conservatives we have sent people there who are not conservatives so we 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 have all of the people who believe in the things at least that I believe in you could practically fit them all into a freaking phone booth that's your problem you know what Republicans have, a, have a, and conservative Republicans especially, events have a tendency of doing? Even when they lose an election, right, they behave, and this is was going on long before Trump came along, even when, you, when they lose, they still think they win. For some crazy reason, conservatives believe that most of the people in this country are conservatives and think like they do, and that's not the case. I See, I disagree with that, Jackie. I think... I think, contrary to what you're saying, I think a lot of these Republicans think that. The uh, the people who are wishy-washy, uh, I mean, let me ask you, do you think it's in our best interest to keep playing these games and not having a budget for over 20 years? Well, of course not. See, that's not well, you. I think that's that's not where most of, that's not even, forget about conservatives, Jackie, that's not where most Americans are. To continue yeah, the playing problem, these games. But the problem is, Vince, that this type of behavior is so ingrained into our political system. Yes, it that, is. That nobody wants to change. This has been going on for years. This, yeah, this is nothing new. We keep going around a circle, and the, and the challenge, the problem is, we keep debating the same things over and over and over again. Jackie, you, you know, know what? what? A perfect I was, example, and I'll shut up, is immigration. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Ronald, Ronald Reagan started talking about immigration when he was president. Remember, he wanted to give amnesty amnesty to uh, the, the people who were already here. And here we are, what is this, 40, almost 50 years later, and we still haven't passed a comprehensive immigration bill. Think about that for a second. But we've been debating it for, for 40, 50 years, but we haven't passed anything. 
I uh, let me add something to what because here's the point that I think uh, is most significant about this, Jackie. I think we are the problem. We are. We absolutely the people. We're the, the people, people are, are the, problem. the problem. Yeah, we are. But we've always been the problem. <laughs> and this is why we can't depend. The problem. This is why we can't depend on democracy. That's a good. That's an interesting statement, right? There. <laughs> <laughs> we can cause people to manifest with that one, can't we? Uh, but but the, but the, yeah. the thing. What, what, what's going on in this world, Vince? Is that we live in this fantasy world, and we enjoy living in this fantasy world. You you made a comment about uh, a, a, a Christian stripper a few minutes ago. <laughs> I, I know tons of Christian strippers. You know. I mean, <laughs> I mean, probably most of the strippers I've met over my life have been Christians, you know, but we, we refuse to admit that that's true and that's the case. But we live in this fantasy world, man, and we talk about fantasy, but we just don't like to talk about and face reality and tell it like it, like it is. And maybe that's a good thing. Maybe if we lived in reality, that, w- that wouldn't serve us. It's too depressing well. for us. That's what it is, Jackie. I, I think that's it, man. <laughs> so we enjoy living in this re- reality world. We all always talk about what could be, what should be, but we never do what's necessary to make it happen. We keep electing the same elected officials over and over again. We just did that in Mecklenburg County a few weeks ago, and then for some reason we expect things to change significantly when we elect the same people over and over again. It's the same thing with, with Congress and with the Senate and everything, and People make these speeches, but nobody's willing to step out and, 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 and make significant changes. Yep. Uh, it will be interesting but, but, to see if there's, a at some point, a game, well, let me just put it this way, a game changer and what that's going to look like, because I think what's going to have to happen on the financial thing, Jackie, we're going to have to be forced into it. It's going to have to be a crisis that forces us to... Uh, do things that we've not wanted to do and frankly i think it'll be the uh the next generation that will have to deal with it and then they'll be cursing us every single one of us <laughs> for what they're we not, did to them they're not going to be that smart so we'll see what happens <laughs> <laughs> we can only hope they're as dumb as we are right jackie uh yes, we have we, we have an educational crisis in this country that is unbelievable oh gosh our, don't our, 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 our young people don't know anything. Ask them any just common sense question regarding Gosh. government, our our senators and stuff. They have no idea what you're talking about, and I, don't and, and 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 don't care for the most part. Yeah, you're you're right about that, Jackie. Always entertaining to talk with you. Thanks for your perseverance, by the way, in calling back because it's always fun to have conversations here. Still to come, we'll uh, talk about that chart item which is really interesting in the music world. And look at the day in history as we continue. You know, I've actually uh, gone back and forth about how I wanted to uh, put this out there because, you know, I just... uh, This is primarily a talk program, but I thought, you know, what the heck? Why not have a little fun with something, which we will get to in a bit. And I'm just giving my friend Bernie a heads up here about something we're adding. A little audio element after our look at the day in history. So just giving that heads up. Uh, Interesting. A message, Jackie communicated about the ignorance of so many people chris chimes in jackie is so right about our young people i gave a kid 1202 to pay for something that was 1192 he was lost on how much change to give me (laughs) it's kind of funny too i was in a restaurant the other day same kind of thing I gave the person, you know, uh, an amount so they would give me a $10 bill back. It, it was totally lost on them. And then they finally figured it out. It's like, oh, oh, that's what you were doing. You know, and, and a lot of this, to be honest, you know, in defense of some of these poor souls, many of them were not used to dealing with money, with coins, with bills. They're used to transactions entirely with cards. And I think there are certainly people who 
like that. I'm not going to go down a conspiracy road, I promise. Quick items for Look of the Day in History. Mr. Bernie, number one, 1907 was the year. Um, this is a state that it decided to enter the Union sooner rather than later. That's this your big hint. Boomer Sooner? Oklahoma? Oklahoma wow. is correct. I'm on fire lately, man. I'm really proud of you for this one. 1959, this premiered on Broadway. Think Julie Andrews. Is She's the, the person I most... Sound of Music. All right. She's the person I most associate with that. 1973, this president authorized the Trans-Alaskan Pipeline. Probably one of his last things that he did <laughs> before 74 when he... Is this Nixon? 74? Yeah, Tricky Dick. Ah, I knew you were going to say it. I knew you were going to say it, man. And 2001, do you want to go for a clean sweep here? Let's do it. This is the opening of the first very popular fantasy film. I know people who... Someone posted on social media, they've been watching this, that they, you know, have watched this probably dozens of times, this movie series. Fantasy. There's your big hint. Uh, I'm not into this. Is it a book series? Stuff. Yes. Is it Lord of the Rings? Oh, no. no. It's Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Harry po- wow. Harry Potter. Fantasy. The film you opened in 2001. Wizard. I should have. That was my blunder. Pete says my I'm millennial not into card. This stuff. Pete says my millennial card is revoked, and I can't. I couldn't agree more. <laughs> I couldn't ah, agree more. There you go. <laughs> All right. Music time. Play a little clip of this music and see if anybody can figure out who this is returning to the charts. a mellow sound here in case you did not know this is a new song remastered a new song by the Beatles in fact I'm playing this because they have now returned to the top of the UK music charts with a record-breaking track now and then which you've just heard here Making History is the act with the longest gap between the first and the last number one single. Billed as the last Beatles song, featuring the voice of late member John Lennon, developed using artificial intelligence, and parts recorded by surviving members Paul McCartney, Ringo Starr, as well as the late George Harrison. Back at number one. Is that pretty amazing or what? And uh, they're pretty excited about this. 60 years between first number one and this one. So to those surviving Beatles members, congratulations. Our time is up. Thank you for joining us. Have a great day.